Greetings! Flynnvar here, salesman extraordinaire, and proud papa of Welby the Little Dragon. So, we're doing a heist at a place called Ace Alley, where all of the sleazeballs in the city hang out. And we're absolutely nailing all these puzzles on our way into the vault. Only, well, we finally got in and found the scroll that we're looking for, and it looks like the whole thing may have been a trap. Also, we found out much later that Frankie was in another plane of existence, floating around and hanging out with some dragonborn guy. And he was flying a big lobster monster thing. I'm not exactly sure exactly what happened because Frankie is not good at telling stories or at least recapping, but he got another bullet for his gun and who knows what's going to happen to him now. everybody and welcome to the terrible adventures of the Janison Reffitt's Parchment Company now in our cool awesome podcasting studio say hello everybody hello, hello everybody <laughs> my name is Penny D I will be your DM and my favorite way to keep warm in the winter you guys you guys Liv's mum has been knitting ponchos <gasps> and they are so cute and like one of them's made from alpaca wool yes. and they are just the best way to accessorize because you basically have like a mysterious body shape and there's all this like warmness around your neck and it is just it's like my favorite thing to wear oh. as amazing and Liv's mom I won't use your name just you know for privacy sake but if you ever listen to the show thank you so much for knitting me ponchos and oh, scarves that's so cute that's adorable that's real cute yeah um, my name is Stephanie and I play Frankie my favorite way to keep warm and snuggly is probably just my like hoodie with some like flannelette pajamas underneath nice. yeah. and slippers and you're just like I'm so warm and then you have like a weedy bag and a little pocket and oh. yeah yeah that, that's me just warm and then too warm and then sweaty <laughs> uh, but you know for that like first five minutes it's yeah. perfect but then yeah. you can keep warm by having a nice warm shower to get yeah, rid of all and, that and sweat yeah that too yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah hi I'm Poppy I play Ida for the tiefling rogue and I was gonna say Udi as well but a nice hot bath oh. and like a cup of tea and some candles yeah. and like listening to true crime podcasts on my phone. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Perfect. Uh, I'm Liz. No, start that again, Elizabeth. Get it together. You can't start with an um. <laughs> this, is, this is me telling me in the this future. This is editor Liz knowing yeah. what sound bars look like. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Liz and I play Karen, your favorite dwarf barbarian. And my favorite way to keep warm in the winter is anything that attracts my cat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because he's very independent. And during the summer, I barely see him. So whenever the weather gets a little bit cold and I sit on the couch with a blanket or I'm in bed, you know, with a cup of tea, I love seeing him come up and snuggle up next they to me. They do get yeah. so snuggly during the cold months. And we're like, oh, my cat loves me. And the cat's just like, good, body heat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you he are warming about. pad. All he cares about, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine you'd be in the shape of like a basket with a blanket of you pretending to be like really yeah. still like, come, come, mother. <laughs> come here, Nikki. Come here, dear. <laughs> nice. Um, I am Nathan and I play Flinva the Halfling Bard. And my, I'm, <laughs> this is not sponsored by Udi. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but hey, if you if Uri wants to sponsor us, just get in touch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> My wife under two for one deal. Mm. So we just changed to Uri's. Yeah. And I love it because I was because my wife found a two-for-one deal. Nice. And previously I had like a Cookie Monster onesie, but Aww. going wee in onesies are so Oh my God, Because yes. you just end up naked in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you unzip it and you're like, cool, now half of me's cold. So oh. an Udi is like a blanket that you can wear that has armholes in no, it? it's no? like an oversized, hoodie. really fluffy hoodie. So it's just... <laughs> Oh, cool. So it's like it's just, oh, it just removes the H off the word hoodie, and that's yeah. how you get hoodie. And, okay. and it has a really large pocket that's really good for snacks. Or cats. <laughs> I feel like cats could fit on it. Oh, that sounds really cool. I might have to get myself one of those. Get one, you will not be disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. Um, so mine is I cocoon. I cocoon when I'm like cozying. And now, because I have a switch. Oh, um, yes, it's perfect. <laughs> I, I lent Nate my switch while his back was uh, hurt, and now he's got so, his own switch. So good, so good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this isn't a uh, this is not a pleasant way to keep warm in the winter. Lay down by the fire podcast. This is actually a D and D podcast, and I guess it's time to play some D and D. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, yeah, so keen. I'm feeling pretty keen because Very it's excited. been a while since we've all been together in person. Yeah, it's exciting seeing all of your beautiful faces again. I, I think it's been over a year since we've all sat oh in the God. same room and played together. We've that been is- on Discord for a while now. Frankie, you remember falling. You're not sure when you woke, but you're looking at a scene framed by a familiar shape, as though you're peering through a keyhole. From your point of view, you're standing atop a small green hill overlooking a field of crops. There are people at the bottom of the hill, dressed in basic farmer's clothing, chanting and worshipping at an altar. And on the hill with you, just out of your eyeline, there are some people standing near you. A familiar amulet swings into your immediate view. A yellow one. You follow the leather cord up to see a heavily armoured woman leaning down toward you. She's a human in her late 30s, with long brown hair pulled back in a ponytail, and she's holding a hand out. Hey Brum, you okay? It's not too late to back out if you want to go home. Her eyeline doesn't really match yours, and above your field of vision appears to be the underside of a chin. And after a second, it becomes clear that you're watching this scene from the point of view of Brum the Wizard's amulet. Your amulet. The person wearing you, Frankie, puffs out his chest and responds. As though I'd ever let you hog all the glory, you sire. Besides, I doubt you'd get very far without me. And he raises his hand to meet hers. A small brown lizard crawls off of Brum's hand, up her arm and under the armour. She kind of cringes and goes, ugh gross is this really necessary (laughs) like we practiced less likely to be interrupted at touch range well tell your familiar not to get too familiar and she laughs (laughs) good-naturedly and gives brum a fist bump she moves on to speak with a goliath standing next to brum wearing a familiar blue amulet who hands usiah an enormous heavy sword that she can barely lift Ugh. You sure this thing works, Wilhelm? The Goliath winks and slaps her on the back a little too hard. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You got yourself at least a dozen smites there, all locked and loaded. And they embrace like staunch warriors by touching their foreheads together and holding the back of each other's heads for a moment. Mm, staunch. 
the green-skinned, tusked woman with a green amulet, who Uzziah addresses as Umbria, approaches and performs some kind of spell on the sword, allowing Uzziah to pick it up with one hand. And as this happens, Brum's body moves, and the scene disappears from view. Brum is turning his attention to something else. A few paces ahead, standing off by themselves, stands someone with their back turned, staring stiffly down at the altar ahead. From this angle, you can see that they're very small, they have long blonde hair and pointed ears, and they're dressed in elegant, expensive-looking robes. They appear to be practicing some motions with their hands, over and over again. Brum turns again and looks back over at Usaya, who is speaking seriously with a very familiar face. Six the Dragonborn, wearing the purple amulet, is casting some kind of magic onto a large hunting knife as Usaya watches. Finally, Usaya approaches the young elf. She kneels down and smiles warmly. You sure today's the day, kid? <laughs> the small elf nods, his hands shaking a little. She pats him on the shoulder before standing and turning back to the four warriors. She nods, and they each nod back seriously. Whatever jovial energy between them suddenly evaporated. Usaya lifts a heavy, full-plate helmet and puts it on over her head. She slings the enormous sword effortlessly over her shoulder and begins to walk down the hill. Usaya! The small elf boy shouts after her. She turns back. He hesitates before saying, Are you sure this is going to work? The heavily armoured woman takes a deep breath, and behind her a beam of light begins to descend from the sky, touching down at the centre of the altar. She turns back to the little elf. If it doesn't, I doubt we'll need to worry about it for all that long. (laughs) 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 You watch as Uzziah Jet makes her way down the hill towards the circle of farmers and the beam of light. She crosses through the circle and plants Wilhelm's sword in the dirt next to her. The beam of light begins to fade and a humanoid within becomes visible. It stands, too tall to be human, too short to be Goliath its skin and hair radiating a soft golden light. It's dressed in impressive regalia, composed of leaves, flowers, vines, and other plants. In one hand, it carries a simple farming scythe. It speaks with a voice that radiates past the natural limitations of sound, and even from your point of view within the amulet, you can feel Brum tremble. Mortals, I have heard your prayers, and I have graced you with my divine presence. Your harvest will be blessed, thanks to your tireless devotion. The being stops mid-sentence, noticing Uzziah standing within the circle. I did not plan that voice, by the way. That's just what came out. <laughs> Man, that was, that was never a used lot. that again. That was a so like intense, and then suddenly, hello. <laughs> I love it. Hello. My God, the being. The being stops mid-sentence, noticing Uzziah standing within the circle. And who might you be? You can almost feel the smirk behind the helm as Uzziah says, Who are me? Oh, I'm no one. Just a humble exterminator. (laughs) (laughs) The divine being draws itself to height and its aura glows a little brighter. Don't you know to kneel in my presence? You're not a follower I recognize. What business do you have with Shantia, god of the harvest? You can feel the tension in the air around the group on the hill as everyone braces themselves. Oh, you know, Isaiah responds, laying a hand on the pommel of the blade. Pest control. 
<laughs> and on that signal, every person on that hill sprints into action, simultaneously shouting and casting their spells as Usiah brings Wilhelm's sword arcing up towards the face of a god. <gasps> what? The next few seconds take place in slow motion. Brum, Wilhelm, Umbria, and Six all watch, screaming and cheering as that sword slices clean through Shantia's throat, exploding with magical light before reversing direction and swinging back through the god flesh again and again and again. Eight, nine, ten times that sword connects perfectly, each time exploding with sizzling energy. Oh my god. And just in front of you, almost bland and missable against the backdrop of radiant, ridiculous violence, you can see that small elf boy holding his hands out in front of him, forcibly twisting them from side to side with such effort and precision that you can't help but know deep within you that whatever he is doing is somehow the key to all of this. And within just a few seconds, it's over. The bursts of magic fade, the sword stops moving, held out from its final strike, the wielder panting as though she's just run a thousand miles. The next second takes even longer than the previous few, All eyes are locked on the god of the harvest, and slowly, the head of a deity rolls from its shoulders, landing at Usaiah's feet with a dull thud. There's a beat of silence before everyone on the hill cheers with excitement and runs down toward the altar. The farmers rise from their knees and begin dancing and celebrating as Usaiah's crew all reach her and everyone hugs and laughs and cries all at once. (laughs) Hey! You all calm down, Usiah chides, removing her helmet and revealing a relieved grin. We've still got a lot of work to do. And as Six brandishes his hunting knife, kneeling over the corpse, measuring it, Frankie, you feel yourself pulling away slowly from the small window afforded to you, but not before you take in one final exchange. Wilhelm has picked up the elf child and puts him easily up on his massive shoulder. (laughs) How could so much power fish inside our young master here? To me, you're not much bigger than a little spot of dirt, or a speck of dust. And Brum's voice rings in your ears as the elf's face turns toward you, and you take in the familiar, perfect, beautiful features you've seen before, only on a much older face. Yes, you certainly have done well today, little master speck. And the scene completely disappears from you. You tumble without control, past confusing visions locked inside of shining bubbles. A world entirely composed of fire, another a whimsical colorful forest, inside another one an enormous dying tree losing its last leaves, and then a burst of light and you crash into something very solid. Roll me an acrobatics check, Frankie. Oh my god. And oh my Frankie god. dies again. Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting. Like, I wrote that scene before this game started. Oh my, oh my god. god. That's an 18. Cool. Ooh, We're going nice. to come back to that. <laughs> the rest of you. Past the rising curtains, you can see the magical darkness dissolving, <laughs> revealing that you appear to be standing in the middle of some kind of arena. There's a large chain cage hanging above you, and above that, three large panels of black glass hung in a triangle facing towards the stands. Panels that are showing replays of you all, solving the puzzles that you solved to get in here. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was just like, oh God, no. <laughs> is, that, is that what my hair looks like from behind? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's just really narcissistic. <laughs> 
People of all Umias and races uh, stand in raised seating all around, laughing and cheering and making bets with bookies. Uh, many of them are staring down at you hungrily. And over top of it all booms a familiar voice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final round of the Trader's Gamble. What we all thought would be my very own hench people trying to pull a fast one on me has in fact bought me some rather loathsome pests. And you can see past the cage, uh, sitting in a rather grandiose chair, speaking into a short metal tube, sits the barrel-chested, bag-chinned, suit-wearing, tiefling crime lord, Mr. Marvelous himself. Um, I was just like, hey, you're calling a pest. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to do that. <laughs> Not to worry, though. Hang on, i got to get his accent right. I haven't done him for a while. Crikey. Not to worry, though. This should make some interesting odds for us all. Let's go ahead and insert our troublemaker into the mix, shall we? And next to Marvelous's feet, you can see a dwarf on his knees, covered in blood and breathing heavily. A hatch opens near Marvelous, and he casually tosses the dwarf into the arena with you. They fall 20 feet to the sand floor, landing with a sickening thud. It appears to be Hoss. <gasps> oh, no! You feel sorry for him? I... He didn't blackmail you guys. I know. He's like kind of a piece of shit, but he's also like, we know him. We do know him. A horse? Is is that you? He's like 20 feet away from you, uh, (laughs) bleeding a lot, coughing up blood. Oh my God. Uh, I I, I probably shouldn't kick him in the balls again, should I? (laughs) Karen turns to Idafer and says, kicking a man when he's down isn't very honorable, darling. We've definitely done it before, though, Karen. <laughs> yes, but, uh, like, it, part of part of knowing that is trying to be better, I think. And then she's going to turn to Marvelous and she's going to point at Marvelous and say, You'd better hope that cage holds you, Marvelous. Otherwise, I'm going to come and get you and I'm going to make you bleed. Come and get me, then. <laughs> oh, okay. Should we roll initiative? Not, not yet. <laughs> Uh, Marvelous stands with a piece of paper in his hands. Now let's begin the final challenge. We saw them solve all of our riddles, sneak past our guards, break into our vaults. Now let's see how they fare against. Uh, And he pauses for a moment and puts down the piece of paper he's holding. You know what? These rats call for a special type of challenge. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Specs Pawns. Versus Bobby! (gasps) And there's a roar of appreciation and excitement from the crowd. And you can hear a grinding noise beneath your feet from about 30 feet away from you. Close to Marvelous's end of the arena, a cage begins to rise out of the sand. (gasps) Oh, so it's like Bobby? No, sorry. (laughs) I was just thinking of the You know, it's quite ironic. You people hadn't stormed my home, I never would have had so many corpses for Dr. Zergos to experiment on. I do hope you enjoy dying to the fruits of your labor. Place your bets now, people. This isn't gonna last long. Oh my god. Yeah, your ride's not gonna last long because we're gonna whoop its ass! And as the sand finishes flowing off the top of the cage, you can now make out what is inside of it. A humanoid stitched together from mismatched parts with pieces of armor casually fused to its skin. 
an horrific being sewn together from the corpses of the guards you all killed at Marvelous's mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what's Ida's constitution? I don't think you'd handle this. Knew that was going to come back. The creature observes you all with electric green eyes, showing some kind of primal intelligence, and then it rears back and screams at you. Not a fright or of animal instinct, but a declaration of dominance. Everyone roll a charisma check versus Bobby's intimidation roll. Good luck. Is it to roll to see if they're actually a bottom or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, sick. Uh, Karen's gonna staunch that out for sure because she got a 23. Nice. Karen's not a bottom. <laughs> Is it just a straight charisma check? Yeah, just a charisma check. That's, um,. An 11 for Ida. Mm. <laughs> 13. <laughs> nice. It looks like Bobby got a 13 for intimidation. Meets mm. beats. Oh. <laughs> so who, who failed and who passed? I passed. Yeah. You got a 14, right? No, 13. Meets beats. Meets beats. Yeah. And Ida for is peeing himself. <laughs> okay. So, Ida uh, for because you failed uh, the next uh, initiative roll that you roll, you're going to have minus five on, okay? Okay. Oh. That's okay. I'm okay going last. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. Pests. Now, Bobby. And the creature turns its head up towards a tiefling in the stands. Kill. <laughs> Bobby grabs the bars and rips them from the cage in one movement, displaying monstrous strength to rival even Karen's. And it steps forward. Roll for initiative. Whoa. Is there any grass in this arena, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't got four. Hearing the dice clack is extremely good. Oh my god, no! No! Are you lower than me? Not quite, but like... Well then you can't complain. But I roll with advantage (laughs) on initiative rolls and I rolled a three and a four. (laughs) So what's your total, Karen? Four. (laughs) Flynn's a nine. Cool, yeah, Bobby's gonna go first. So, Bobby stares at you all. It turns his eyes to Flynn, and then to Karen, and then to Hoss on the ground. And he, what you think happens is he disappears. But then, no, he didn't disappear. He's just incredibly fast. Oh, no. And he's suddenly standing over Hoss, and he lifts him above his head, and in one movement, tears him in half. <gasps> the crowd goes absolutely mental at this, and blood rains down on him as he sizes the rest of you up. Oh. Oh, what a shame. Anyone who had the traitor down for an insta-kill, make sure you get your payout. <laughs> but now it's the main event. Who do we think is going to go down next? Place those bets. Oh, my God. Oh, can we make bets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick Flynn, you're up. Karen is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So Flynn is terrible. so how far away from me is he if he so Hoss was like 30 did you say like 30 feet away let's say that he is about 20 feet in front of you the arena itself is a pretty big circle um, and you were towards the center because if you remember like you walked down a long uh, (laughs) bit of you know bit of carpet and then with the curtains and then outside the curtains there was sand but all of the stuff that was like in the pretend vault is still there. I just wanted to confirm. Yeah. Did we decide that sneak attack was something that I use Electrum for? Sneak attack, yes. Yeah. Okay, so we found Electrum in the vault, so let's just split that up real quick. Cool, it was, uh, <laughs> it was 20 pieces, so <laughs> do what you gotta do. Hey, absolutely. Okay, Flynn, you're up. So Flynn is cacking his pants. 
metaphorically, not really, because that's not. No, feel attack. free to. It's okay. <laughs> you you can shit your pants if you want to. Like it's a free. You know, it's a free world. We're not going to judge you. There's a lot of people now, watching. I would judge. I would judge. Yeah. You. I would never let you live it down. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all standing close together, right? Because yeah. we came in at the same. Oh yeah, you probably shouldn't shut then. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cast heroism, and I'm just as Flynn's like looking between, <laughs> choosing who like who to do it. And I point at Karen. I'm like, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I'm like, smack around the booty. Oh. No, on the shoulder. Oh my god. <laughs> Flynn does not. Flynn does not want a sexual harassment yeah. um, policy. <laughs> like, take it out. He is a polite man. He is a polite man. He's a sweet He's man. So He's a good boy. You are immune to fear. Attack. So basically, if someone's like, "Haha, fantastic," be afraid of me. You're like, "No, no, I'm not. No, I got this. No, I got this. No, thank you. You're not very scary, actually." And so you get extra HP. How many? How many HP? Temporary hit points equal to my spellcaster's ability. Yeah. My spellcaster ability is my charisma, which is a plus four. Yeah. Um. And so this is up for one minute. Okay. That's an action? Uh, yes, because I'm casting. Cool. And you want to use a bonus action at all? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to use a bonus action to take Welby out of my hat so he's on my shoulder. Yay! Okay. Welby! <laughs> that should give us, like, that should encourage us. <laughs> we just look um, at Welby and we're like, ah, oh, there he is. Okay. Welby gets a turn straight after you. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. So, but but if I think if he's going to attack, you have to uh, you have to use your action to command him to attack. Yep, he's he's not going to attack. So if he, if you don't do that, then he's just going to either like hide or dodge or whatever. Yep. So I'm going to lift my hat, and he's going to come and sit like just behind my ear, kind of like on my shoulder, like peeking out, looking. Cool. Like a cute little red dragon that he is. So while he's going to come and perch behind him, just behind my ear, and I'm going to put a couple of things from my pouch into his hands. Do I have to state what they are? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to put a couple of ball bearings because I'm that kind of person. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So he's got one in each little like. Cool. And he doesn't, he does not like Bobby at all. He kind of like takes them from you. Like, a you know, if you give a chameleon anything, it just sort of grabs it. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. Is, you can give him little swords and stuff. That's <laughs> so cute. I saw a video of him trying to take water. He was like, there was like a tap no. running and he was just like grabbing it with his little chameleon hands. That's neither here nor there. That's what he does. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. And he kind of hisses at Bobby a little bit and then like, you know, like snuggles up to the, to the back of your head. Oh, cute. Next up is Karen and then Ido's after that. Karen is going to rage. Yep, fair. Using her bonus action. Pop an Electrum. And that also gives you some free movement as well, doesn't it? It does, it does. Because I am using the the level one tiger totem at the moment. How far away from Bobby is Karen? Bobby's 20 feet from you. 20 feet. She is immediately right up next to him. Cool. Using her bonus action. Displaying that similar speed stat. Displaying that very similar speed stat indeed. He's very tall. Yeah. Like he's not as tall as the Yeti was, but Mm. he's like... Maybe around Idafa's height. Mm, mm, mm. I forget the for her that's very tall. It's yeah, very tall. And as she runs towards Bobby, her great axe appears in her hand, and she is going to roll to hit with the great axe. That's not very good. A uh, seventeen to hit. Seventeen hits. Wait, that is good. No worries. He's mostly naked, but he's got like pieces of metal kind of like fused onto his skin. Okay. <laughs> Gross. And that's a 10 slashing damage. You sink your axe in, mm. doesn't flinch. Like, cool. You get that axe in there, mm. does not react with any kind of pain. Weird. Uh, I will do that again though for my second attack. And that is a 19. So that will hit. 19 hits. 
13 slashing damage. 13 slashing damage. So that's 23 total. Very nice. Yep, that is 23 total. Very good. Uh, Artifa, you're up. Okay, so I can use sneak attack on him, can't I? Because she's right there. I'm right there. Uh, yes, you can. Cool. Okay, sweet. So Artifa is going to... Cool. Okay, now I think I'm going to... Now, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do the con man's backup. Okay. I'll pull this out of my amulet. And I'm going to run up to... It wasn't very far, was it? 20 feet. 20 feet. Yeah, that's doable. Cool. I will do that. Then I will just straight up attack him. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, attack roll. All right. Uh, that is... 23. 23 hits. Easy. Fantastic. Okay, let's roll some damage, team. Oh, we'll do the sneak attack damage first. That is... The worst possible roll. Like, well, not quite. It could have been a little worse, but that is five. Okay. <laughs> sneak attack damage. Five sneak attack damage. And then for commands backup, that is 1d8. Eight damage from that. Another eight. Cool. And then I think. I'd have a roll me an insight check. An insight check. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. That is What'd you get? 20. Uh, Arifa, Bobby's eyes like flick between people. They're like locked onto Karen and locked onto Flynn and locked onto Haas. And then when Karen hit him, locked onto Karen again. When you stab him, his eyes like flick around, but they never settle on you. Ooh. Oh. Something something to do with you being a tiefling, perhaps? <gasps> Maybe. Maybe. Do I have an opportunity to like, to tell Karen? Yeah. You can say something, but it's got to be like less than a sentence. Mm. Yeah. No, nah, I won't worry about it. I'll just look at her and and just do kind of a face where I'm just like. It's <laughs> 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 hard to describe that, but I looked confused. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for describing what that face Thank was. <laughs> and then I will. Oh, there's nothing. There's no like objects around to hide behind, are there? Not near you. It's a pretty bare arena aside from like the bit of carpet that led out to the square in the center. Mm. And then like the plinth and the like books and chests and stuff that were in the center. Yeah. But where you are now, no, it's just open sand. Okay. How big is the arena? Let's say I actually don't remember how long the carpet was that I had you walk down. No, neither. I think it was about 40 feet and then you reach the center, mm. which would make it uh, 80 feet, acro- like 80, it's a circle, yep. 80 feet uh, in diameter. Diameter is all the way, right? Radius is half. I don't We were yes. just talking about this during the yeah. week. We did, we like, did. Is this? I think, I think radius is half and radius. diameter is all the way across, yes. right? Yes. I'm pretty confident. Oh, okay, yeah. Then 80, circumference 80 feet. is around. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have circumference for you. Yeah. Somebody else can figure that out. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm, I don't, I don't do. If you like maths and you know about circles, and you hear this episode, tweet me what the circumference of this arena is for a shout out. Yeah, tweet me <laughs> <laughs> at JBPC Podcast with the circumference of this arena for a special prize. <laughs> so I was thinking I would use a bonus action to dash back to my original. Because that would be correct, right? Yes. Uh, you still still have movement left. And remember, if you back up from him, you'll provoke an opportunity attack. Oh, you're but right. But you can use your bonus action to disengage. Okay, yeah, I'll do Yeah, I'll do that then. Um, Idafa will disengage as a bonus <laughs> action. <laughs> and then he's gonna, just going to walk back to where he was. Cool. Kind of like You get about halfway back to where you, where you started. Cool. Sweet. And uh, you hear Marvelous from up in the stands being like, Ah, they're still hanging in there, ladies and gentlemen. For anyone who gets 12 seconds, look like you miss out today. Wait, what the hell is that? (laughs) 
and suddenly there's a, a pulse of energy uh, across <gasps> the arena, oh centering God. on all of you. Uh, you each look down and see your amulets glowing, uh, rising off your chests, and, and they emit another pulse. Um, and just then, behind Bobby's head, there's this weird ethereal blot that begins to form in the air, like a shadow. And it gets darker and bigger until... Crash! Instead of crash sound effect here. <laughs> the air behind Bobby shatters like glass, and through it tumbles a bundle of curly hair, incorrectly buttoned clothing, and so many pockets, striking Bobby before flying past him and landing. Uh, it's his riff based on Frankie's acrobatics role. So, uh, landing perfectly on his feet in a gymnastics pose, but looking really dizzy. You see two bare pink feet, oh, no. a dangling scarf, and a satchel likely full of expired lunches. <laughs> Looking a bit dizzy, but somehow standing, seemingly back from the dead, your friend Frankie has returned. <gasps> Frankie! Frankie feels very cold out and uh, wants to make some changes in his life. <laughs> Starting with how he dresses, but that's okay. <laughs> Penny here. Welcome to the brand new JBPC, recorded in our sweet new podcasting studio. We'll be recording here as much as possible. Hopefully it brings the same fun in-person vibe for you that it does for us. We've got another live show coming up. Next Sunday, 15th of October, the JBPC squad will be joined by a special guest, Azula Lesson from the Don't Forget Your Towel podcast. It's October, so we'll be having some regular, non-denominational fun that I'm sure in no way will relate to any upcoming events or spooky holidays. I'm really excited to announce that I've been invited to DM some one-shots for Wellicon 2022. If you want to play some fun beginner D&D with me and you're in or around Wellington on Saturday 22nd or Sunday 23rd of October, get your tickets now and let's have some fun gaming time together. You can book in your space by going to wellicon.org.nz and buying a ticket for Intro to D&D. Saturday's first block is already sold out, so grab yours before they all disappear. Just wanted to say thank you to our wonderful humans who are subscribed to the Patreon and supporting the show. James Courtright, Samsara at Gamers ADHD, Spooky Waffles, Bones Rattling, Ghosts Wailing, Wolves Howling, Claire McDonald, Jules Bergeser, Bachelor Katarina Von Palimpsett, Shobna Lee, Alex Moore and Lyndon Hood. I'm super grateful for everyone who contributes to the show and just know that your donation is going a long way. If you would like to become a supporter of the terrible adventures of the Janice and Brefords Parchment Company, go check out patreon.com slash jbpcpodcast. There are multiple tiers of lots of different rewards you can unlock, and we post Patreon-only content there, like the upcoming live show recording will be there first. Music credits, thanks to Young Logos for El Secreto, Nico Staff for Fast and Run, Brian Bolger for Floating Home, Bail Bonds for I Feel It So Deeply, Mini Vandals for In Five Straight Rows, Jeremy Black for One Time, Joel Cummins for Resolve, Half Dot Cool for Sharp Edges, Nathan Moore for Teasing the King, and Anno Domini Beats for Warzone. As always, our social media pages are facebook.com slash Podcast and at jbpcpodcast on Twitter. And keep an eye on the Kiwi RPG hashtag for all sorts of things that Kiwi creators like us are doing with their projects. And that's probably enough of me talking. Let's get back to the episode.
Frankie, can you go ahead and roll yourself into initiative, please? Just while Frankie's doing that, I don't, like, his mouth is agape and he falls to his knees. Just like, he Aww. cannot believe. <laughs> That's a six for Frankie. Cool, and everyone's just like, the thing is, is that everyone's just bunched up at the bottom, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, you that's go nice. after Flynn, but before Karen. Okay. It's the top of the round. Bobby, I'm going to roll a grapple check on Karen. I just dropped my dice. Now, I need to roll, is it a straight strength or is it an athletics to not get grappled? A strength athletics check contested by the target's strength or dexterity, acrobatics or athletics check. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll um, athletics. Woo! That's a 25. Nice. Nice. Um, so he does try to grab at you and mm. you're able to swat his hand away. Yep. Um, and then he's going to <laughs> just strike at you. Mm. So then he's going to swing back and he's got these like big, like meaty, weird, like gross fingernaily claws. Uh, he's just going to try and attack you with that. It's like budget Wolverine. <laughs> That's saber tooth. Oh. 23. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that hurts. Cool. Karen doesn't um, have armor. So you're going to take 2d8 plus 4 bludgeoning damage and you're oh going to push God. back 10 feet. What's a duffer? Oh, we should get Karen, like, a chainmail pantsuit. Oh my <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> that is 12 uh, bludgeoning damage. Mmm, 12 bludgeoning damage. And then it is going to, so it pushes you back 10 feet and then it's going to run at Frankie. Mm. Oh no, God. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? what? Is, it go- is, it, is it getting out of my range? You, it pushed you back 10 feet so you don't get an attack of opportunity. Damn it! Uh, Frankie, the, like, you're not even 100% sure where you completely are right now, <laughs> but you're just getting your bearings and then suddenly right in your face is this big, ugly, stitched together Frankenstein-looking motherfucker. Um, and it, <laughs> it, it comes out of nowhere and just slashes at you as 15 hit. Uh, yes, it does hit. Frankie's like, gravity again! (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Take uh, 11 bludgeoning damage and you push back 10 feet. Okay. And you kind of tumble back so you're right next to Idafa. And then uh, using its bonus action, uh, Bobby is going to scream and his eyes glow green and the big axe wound that was on him closes up. Oh my god, could he not though? Green Electrum. Mm. Electrum. We need to gag him. Wrong. We've got to take his eyes out. <laughs> Next up is Flynn. Take his eyes out. <laughs> um. So Flynn is a little bit dazed and he's like, Frankie! Um, I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration because this is an amazing moment. And I'm like, Frankie, you're back! The away team can definitely take this damn Raggedy Ann. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Raggedy Ann. So you're giving Frankie uh, inspiration dice? Yes. Thank you very much. I'm a, I'm a D8. So you've got an inspiration dice. And what are you going to do with your main action? So my main action, I'm going to cast Heat Metal. <laughs> oh my and what God. is the target of your cast? Well, so just at the moment, I'm going to target all the bits of metal that are embedded in his skin. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you can only choose one, but yeah, you can choose a piece of metal that's embedded in his skin. Is yeah. there one on his crop? Is there one on his face? Is there one on his bum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. I want to target one that's on his legs. Is there any, like, on his <gasps> legs? Yeah, oh. the front of both of his thighs, there is, like, two pieces of metal that have just been, like, crudely fused to the to the muscle. Is there any, like, around the ankle, like, ankly? Yep, right around his, like, the tops of his foot. It's like friendship bracelet. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. For the ankle. Cool. Anklets, what am I talking about? So what? do I roll a save? You can't save. 
I don't save. Cool. All right. You Just roll your damage. You no. can't save. And I imagine that because he can't, like, this isn't something that he can put down. It's just going to hit him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Roll your damage. Yeah. I'm going to focus on his left foot plate. So that's 2d8 fire damage um, when I cast the spell. Cool. Go ahead. Six and five. Math me, DM. 11? Yeah. So 11 fire damage? Sorry. I just yelled at you. Sorry. Math me. Math me. I like that. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's all. And do you want Welby to do anything with, with its turn? Yes. So um, Welby's going to turn invisible and okay. start. Um, he can do that as a bonus action. Yeah. His main thing is going to leave and fly above, but he's going to go invisible first. Cool. Yeah. So Welby turns invisible and you know he can't go that high because there is like a... Um, actually, he's pretty small. He could probably fit through the gaps in the chain cage that are like above you, but he's not at the moment. He's just flying maybe uh, maybe five feet, ten feet above your head, yep. just circling around. Yep. Next up, Frankie. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> glad to be Missed here. You. Uh, <laughs> two questions first. Yeah. One. Where are we? No. <laughs> Table talk. Yeah. Do I have Electrum? You don't have any of the Electrum that you had with you when you left. Oh. <laughs> You're going to have to collect cool. some. But still question in relation to spell. Okay. When it says a casting time is a bonus action, does that mean I could cast that spell as a bonus action? Yes. Just wanted to clarify that because sometimes my brain's like, yeah, that's what it is. And then it's not. Yeah. But just remember, if you cast a, like a leveled spell as a bonus action, your main action can't also be a spell. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it can no, be a cantrip, but not a spell. It can be a cantrip. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. Frank is going to shoot the gun again, isn't he? No. No. He's here and he's gone. No, uh, no uh, since Frankie doesn't have any Electrum on him, uh, he's going to... Can he still summon his crossbow, though? Absolutely. You still Frankie's going to uh, summon his crossbow and be like, I don't know what's going on, but there seems to be a lot of tension, <laughs> and you hit me, which wasn't nice. So, also, so- sorry for falling on you. I-, I wasn't planning that, or maybe I was. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I was, because... That- you know what? Yep. And then he's just gonna he's just gonna <laughs> shut up and attempt to shoot. Cool. Yeah, Frankie, hit him! <laughs> roll me an attack roll. Oh, I missed Frankie. I'm gonna use my inspiration. Can I do that to add? Yeah, okay. But roll it first and then oh. use your inspiration. Oh. Maybe you don't need oh, it. Oh, I didn't know we could do that. Yeah, you can. I'm gonna use it. What did you get? I got 15 in total. 15 hits. Okay, I'm hey. not, gonna, not gonna use it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Flynn, didn't we, when you leveled up, like when you got your um, extra abilities, can't people now use inspiration rolls on damage also? Yeah, you did say something about Because I think that. one of the things that you got with the optional stuff from Tasha's is that inspiration rolls can be used on non-D20 rolls now. Oh, yeah, with the, uh, the, the path or whatever it's called. Yeah. 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 So if you want to, you can use the inspiration on your damage. I'm going to do that. Hell I'm yeah. use inspiration on damage. Hell yeah. That's a seven in total. Seven total. <laughs> nice. Were you using hot wire? No. I was using my normal one. Cool. Very good. Welcome back, Frankie. Uh, Thank ne- you. Welcome next back, up is uh, Karen. All right. Karen is going to attack twice again. Cool. So he, he knocked me 10 feet away. Yeah. And then he ran past you mm. towards Frankie mm. and pushed Frankie back 10 feet. Mm. So he's about 10 feet from you. Okay. You know what? I'm going to run five feet towards him and yep. then use the extra five feet to jump onto his back. Okay. And just hook the great axe into his back like a climbing pattern. Very cool. <laughs> oh my God. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's a 16 to hit. 16 so that, hits. So that hits. So that's seven slashing damage. And then holding onto his back... She rips the great axe out of it and slams it in again. Cool. And I rolled 
and it's it, it is yes i hit cool and that is max damage nice so that is 17 slashing damage oh, oh nice yeah. nice yeah <laughs> Oh, just ripping through it. Like, you can see some organs. Mm. They do not look healthy. No, 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 no. She's going to keep going into that cool. as far as she can. Uh, did you cost another, another electrum to maintain your age? Yes. Cool. Very good. I was going to say, I can imagine Karen, like, burrowing and then coming out like one of those... <laughs> like an alien. Called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Artifa really wants to give Frankie a hug, but I don't think it's time <laughs> in this particular moment. Um, but what he will do is he's going to... So, there's a thing... I think it was from Tasha's, and I can not move and get advantage of my attack. That's so, right. Yeah. It's called I'll, steady aim. That's the one. So I'm going to use that, and I'm going to – it would be a bonus action for me to swap my rapier for a dagger, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. Okay. That's okay. I'll do that. So I'm going to pull – um put my rapier away, pull out a dagger, and I'm going to aim right for his left eye. Okay. And see if I can hit it with – We just hate the left side of this guy. Cool. Yeah, you've got advantage, <laughs> so go ahead. Oh, okay. 25. Was it a natural 20? No, it was 19. Okay, cool. Yeah, 25 hits. Go ahead All right. and roll your damage. And that is straight into his eye. Oh, man. That's four damage. <laughs> four damage. Okay. God how, damn. how did you do that? Because you've got sneak attack dice. I didn't think to use them. Go ahead. Like, you can just roll them now. Yeah, you, <laughs> use, them. Yeah, use, fine. use them. I'm on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus you gave yourself advantage and you hit, so you can use sneak attack. Because yeah. if you have advantage, you can use sneak attack. True, yeah. I was just like, well, I didn't say it, so I shouldn't do it. No, absolutely <laughs> do it. Okay. Well, while we're doing things that we didn't say, um, I've forgotten to add the plus two that I get from raging to all of my hits. So cool. it's oh, an extra what? Six. Six? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Sneak oh, no, eight. Eight, because I hit, I hit four times. Cool. Make sure you start including those, because I'm not yeah. going to let you get away with that again. Thank you. <laughs> okay, sneak attack damage. This will bring his electrum down one. But it is still not great. That is six damage. So mm. ten damage in total. Mm. <laughs> to his left eye. Is it still intact? Uh, roll me a d20. Come on, baby. That's a 19. It is not glowing. Oh. So the, uh, the the dagger sunk into his eye socket, and that eye is no longer glowing. Cool. So is the dagger still in there? Yeah. <laughs> is it metal? Uh, it is made of metal, yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Artifice's turn. Oh my god, it's a duration. You don't have to maintain Yeah, it's a bony. It's a bonus. You don't have to maintain it's concentration. It's a bone. Oh my god, heat metal is so broken. I love it. Oh, uh, so that is the end of the round. Cozy winter, um, but not for him. <laughs> things things don't look great. The you know up and around you, the the people in the arena are like cheering and like waving little tickets. <laughs> Marvelous is just sitting in his chair, just like rubbing his hands together. Uh, Bobby does not seem to be reacting to any of the stuff that you guys are doing. Mm. Uh, Frankie, roll me a perception check. Okay. And every, actually, everyone roll me a perception. Okay. Yeah. has a 22 for perception. Karen has an 18 for perception. Flynn has 8. Flynn's <laughs> busy. busy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie has 6. Frankie's busy. Frankie, you can hear a strange noise coming from behind you. It's like a groaning, grinding noise. Despite a 22, Artifa, you don't hear anything. Hmm. Uh, Karen, Flynn, you guys don't hear anything. Hmm. Frankie, you can definitely hear something coming from behind you. Well, we got a natural 20. Frankie turns to look behind him like, what's going on? You don't see anything. <laughs> uh, and up from up in the stands, Marvelous is like, oh, I thought we were missing one. 
<laughs> Not to worry, folks. This is only going to increase your winnings. Penny. Yeah. Welby got a 23 on on his perception. Welby, did, well, does Welby have a way of communicating with you? Yes, he sends me telepathic simple images or uh, thoughts. He sends you a question mark. Next round. Uh, Bobby <laughs> is going to uh, start off his turn by screaming, but uh, it's like not quite as loud and the, the glow not quite as effective. <laughs> Karen, from your position, you can see the wound like closing up, but mm. not all the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good. Good, good, good. Good. <laughs> good. I'm not going to tell you what that means mechanically, but I'm sure you can figure it out. <laughs> I think it means that we need to hurt his other foot. <laughs> and his other eye. Bobby is going to, uh, he's like looking around. His gaze fixes on Flynn. Um, he's going to run over to Flynn and try and grapple him. Grapple me. Yep. Try and grapple me. Yep. He got 21, so <laughs> you let me know what your... You can either roll athletics or acrobatics to try and uh, escape that. Does he run past Flynn or Ido at any point? Yep, you guys can roll attacks of opportunity if you want to. Once that heat metal hit him, he's been fairly fixated on Flynn. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20, so 22. He tries to grapple you and he doesn't He doesn't manage it. So Flynn um, does a little... Ducks but then he's away. just going to try and uppercut you instead. Uh, oh. That's cool too. Uh, which is a 22 to hit. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it does, yeah. 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 Uh, 12 plus 4, 16 uh, bludgeoning damage, and you push back 10 feet into like the you know, the shelves and you're know, like knocking over the plinth. You're like in the carpeted area that used to be the, the fake vault. Just in terms of that uh, take of opportunity. Yeah. Um, so with the dagger thing, can I just like, because I can see where it is, can I just resummon it and throw it back at him? Roll me and I kind of check. Oh, that's only nine. Yeah, no, not this time. Like, you, so you could punch him. Yeah, I'll just give yeah, him a punch. Cool. Just roll me a d a d20, and then I think it's like one plus one plus strength or whatever as an unarmed strike. I think it, in the past I've made it a d4, but I looked it up since then, and I'm pretty sure an unarmed strike is just <laughs> one plus strength. Oh. Yeah. So just roll me a roll me a d20 for see if you hit. Thirteen. What is your strength modifier? One. <laughs> so 14 does hit, yeah. So one plus strength, so you do two damage to him when you punch him. Yeah, I'm just like, eh. On his way past. Frankie, do you want to do an attack of opportunity? Uh, yes, Frankie wants to ping a uh, crossbow. Cool, yeah. Thing. Go ahead and roll me an attack. That is 15. It's nice to hear those dice noises again. It is nice. 15 hits. Nine. That's Bobby's turn. Oh, he's got one more attack. So Bobby is then going to try and attack Karen on his back. On his back. She got dragged along while she was <laughs> running. Uh, 19 plus 7, yeah. uh, 26. Yeah. It's like a rodeo. <laughs> that is uh, 16 damage to you as well. Mm. Now, are you using tiger or bear at the moment? I, I'm using tiger. Okay, yeah. cool. So you take full damage. But I'm staying on his back. He hasn't, like, pulled me off or anything. No, he just kind of, like... Sort of punched behind him, got you in there. I just punched the chair behind me. So did oh, I. oh no! Really <laughs> <laughs> We're silly here. I think, well, I think what we've gathered podcast. is one, this does work, and two, it's not great. It's not, <laughs> not a good move. Uh, okay, uh, next up is one. <laughs> Cute. So I'm going to first off, I'm going to well so I got I got moved back. I'm going to move forward closest to the nearest person to me, which would be Ida and Frankie are near each other, so they're yeah. both but you would have to go past Bobby oh. to get to them. Yeah, I don't want to give him a tackle watch. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair. I'm gonna move I'm gonna hide a little bit behind the crap around me. I'm gonna like try and duck out of the way so I can do cool. some So hide is an action? Yeah. Cool. Roll me a stealth check. 
14. So you, you know, jump behind some stuff <laughs> and you peek out and you can see uh, Bobby's one good eye is still fixed on you. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. So now I'm just around stuff. All right, so I'm going to, it's a bonus action. Okay. Continue do some more fire damage for my friend. Last time I didn't realize that I have a highest, I chose it as a higher spell. So I've got three D8s instead of the... Well, you have to declare what spell you're choosing and you're, you're casting it at each time. Um, so whatever you cast it last time, if you use two d8s, I think you have to say I'm doing it as a third level when you first cast it. So yeah, yeah, I'm doing it as a two level, and I get um, three d8s fire damage. Okay. Hot footplate, twelve, twelve damage to his footplate. Cool. So twelve damage. Yes. Uh, on his on his ankle. Yep, to his uh, left footplate, and then so Welby is next. Yep, Welby's next. He's still invisible. He's safe. Yeah. He cool. Definitely. Okay. Uh, next up, Frankie. Frankie is going to first, like, pat around and be like, why don't I have anything on me? She's going to just quickly look to Ida. What is that? It's raining. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's raining. raining. <laughs> it's raining. But we're all warm inside. Oh, that's quite cozy. One of my favorite ways to stay warm is by podcasting. <laughs> warm in the winter. He's just going to make brief eye contact with Ida. And, be like, oh. and then he's like, oh, yeah. And he's going to shoot again because that's all he could really do. Why do birds suddenly, suddenly appear? <laughs> Every time. Bang. <laughs> that was very fast. We shouldn't have progressed so quickly in our relationship, frankly. <laughs> eye contact? Scandalous. <laughs> oh, I should mean the bang. But anyway. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Grief changes. Go stand things. in the corner. Not on our PG-friendly podcast. Who's PG? Uh, <laughs> Poppy. That's a thirteen. Mm. Uh, thirteen does not hit. Oh. Frankie got a little bit distracted, <laughs> thinking about birds <laughs> appearing. Uh, anything else you want to do with your turn? Uh, any, anyone got any 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 electro any anything spare? I will. I will just give Frankie an electrum. Is that okay? You could use your reaction to give him one, or you can use your um, like an action. Oh, like a bonus action on your turn to give him more. It's up to you. I'll give you one now. Yeah. Yeah. Ida hands Frank an electrum. Is it going to be like a moment where like the <laughs> we hands touch hands? Touch yeah. yeah. And there's like an electric <laughs> surgeon. You're not sure if it's from the coin or from something else. <laughs> Ever since we watched that show about the gay pirates, it's just. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I know. Okay. Love that show. Karen. Karen is covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> just breaking the mood. Let's go. Back to the battle. <laughs> blood. From the heart. Oh, yeah. I wish speaking, we got heart. Yeah, speaking of hearts, Karen's going to go for Bobby's. <laughs> she is digging into his back flesh. Uh, you would need to, like, has the wound is partially closed up, mm. and he does have a rib cage. Mm. Uh, so you probably need to do at least one. Yeah, she's getting back in there. Yeah, cool. I'm okay, sorry, go ahead and do an attack. No one said that he had a rib cage. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of implied. Yeah, he might, <laughs> he might have two. <laughs> Most creatures do have a rib cage. Yeah. Oh, bugger. Oh no, I get advantage because I'm raging. Uh, you have to declare that you're using Reckless oh, to get advantage. And you can't roll, miss, and then declare it. Oh, no, you're oh, right, yeah. you're right, you're right. Oh, yeah, I was using oh, yeah, I'm Okay, uh, cut that out. Cut that out, me. At me, cut that out. Uh, <laughs> I only rolled a 12 to hit. No, 12 doesn't hit. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll try again. Cool, yeah. Oh, fantastic. I rolled a... 26 to hit. 26 does hit. It does hit. It does It does be hitting. Um, so that <laughs> is a 17 slashing damage. Yeah, that's a pretty That's a pretty good hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You think out of all the times that you've hurt him and then he's closed his wounds up again, this is probably the most hurt. The most hurt that he's been. 
That's pretty good. Ooh. Next up, Idafa. Cool. So, take that other eye out. Yeah, I think I'll have to. I really should write this down. So, free action to summon, free action to bring it back, or bonus action. So, if you want to dismiss it and then resummon it, that is a bonus action. But also, you could just run up and take it out of his face if you want to. I guess, to. like, because he's how far from me? Like 10 feet? Yeah. Yeah. Screw it, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's much it. cooler. It is much cooler. Empowered by the electricity of maybe the Electrum coin that you gave to Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Idafa is going to run up to Bobber and he's going to pull the dagger out of his eye. Do I need to roll anything for that? Uh, no, you can just take it out of his eye. I'm pretty good at dexterity. We'll just assume I got it. Um, <laughs> and then I think, like, what he's going to do is he's... Oh, no, he's the same height, isn't he? It's not like he's, he's climbing He's the up. same height as, he, as you, yeah. Oh, sweet. So easy to just pull it out and then it's just going to stab it back into the other eye. Okay. With Because Karen's still on him, would, would I be able to get sneak attack or not really in this case? Uh, yeah, Karen's still on him, so you have advantage. Fantastic. Okay, let's roll these bad boys. Oh god, thank god. Um, <laughs> that would be a 22 to hit. 22 hits. 15 damage. Nice. Cool, and then roll me a d20. That's 8. This time you don't pop the eye. You get it into his face, but you don't hit it smack in the center of the eye like you did when you threw it the first time. You get it through his cheek and it like goes through his mouth. Yeah. He's got a new piercing. Hey. That's kind of cool. That's kind well, of that's kind of punk rock. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I guess I Yeah, I will disengage and just like step back okay. a couple feet. Alright, that is the end of the round. Frankie, that noise is getting louder and closer. It is hard to put your finger on what it sounds like, but the only thing you can compare it to is when the paper machines in the factory get overloaded. It is like that that groaning noise of metal having, like, trying to deal with too much weight. Oh, yeah. And uh, up the top, Marvelous is now bragging about how Bobby is going to help him take over the city, uh, and Bobby's going to do his scream again. Mm. And now that he doesn't have a dagger in his eye, uh, the other eye uh, glows green. Uh, most of the wounds uh, close up. And Karen, can you please roll me a constitution saving throw? Oh dear. This creature is such a hassle. Such a hassle. <laughs> I hate a healing bitch. Mm. I love it when we can heal though. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. It's cool when it's cool pieces can do it. <laughs> Well, this, this time I figured it would be fun if it was low AC, but he, but it has healing abilities. Yeah. It would be fun. That's a 24. Yeah. Karen, you are like shocked a little bit. Like you feel like an electric shock. Mm. It doesn't do any damage to you, um, but it does sort of make you hop down from his back. Ouch. Uh, it doesn't have any other effects. You just like, oh, and you sort of just jump down because mm. it feels it feels like weird funny. <laughs> like when you get like a... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Bobby's turn. So Bobby's just screamed. Uh, he's going to turn around and look at you, Karen, uh, being the last person to damage him. Um, and he's going to go into a frenzy. That wasn't right at all because Idafa was the last person to damage yeah, but him. he doesn't know I'm here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're right. Yeah, you're, you are right as well. Roll me inside if you want. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, Karen's like, wait, what? Why are you, f- Why are you fucking with me? That's a nine. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the DM just got it wrong. <laughs> Maybe he just thinks Karen's hot. <laughs> okay, uh, he is doing a frenzy on you, so he is going to roll five attacks, um, but they are, they have a penalty to hit. Does nine hit you? No. Does eleven hit you? No. 
Does 16 hit you? Yes. That's one. Does 14 hit you? Yes. Two. And does 19 hit you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. So you take three attacks. Offer, offer. Which is going to be uh, 68. That's eight. That is 11. And that is seven. Okay. So that is 19. 20, 26 damage. 19. Uh, that is all. 26 yep. bludgeoning damage. 26 bludgeoning damage and halved because I'm raging. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. 13. 13. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so he goes like, he turns around and he like screams and he goes kind of nuts um, and starts like utilizing his speed to like hit you a bunch of times. Yeah. Pretty scary stuff. Uh, Flynn, you're up. Jesus. Jesus. This one's creepy. How far away from me is he? You are in the fake vault, right? Yeah. He's about 15 feet away from you. Okay. I want to try something different. I want to try and I want to try and throw a d- dagger at his eye. <laughs> Flynn, he's like, facing away from you, uh, so he's facing back towards Garen. So he's not facing me. Oh, I could move. You could move, but you, could you move. would need to sneak. You would need to go past him, like if, if you would need to like run around and past him because he's currently like ultra boxing Karen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, he turned fully around. Unfortunately, he spins me right around. Okay, so um, I'm going to cast. Instead, I'm going to cast Heat Metal again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to um, roll Heat Metal on his foot, little footsie plate again. Okay. Six damage. Yep. And so, and I'm going to get Welby to come to me and then pick up an election to take to Frankie. But he's invisible, so he's just going to, like, drop it in front of Frankie's face. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Frankie, a uh, blue electrum sort of falls from the, just falls from above and lands uh, in your hand. Thank you, Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly Frankie's religious. <laughs> Next up, Frankie. Frankie, once the selectrum falls in his hand, is like, oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> and he thought for a moment to use the spell, but that noise he keeps hearing uh, is very distracting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's just going to, I guess, disengage and investigate the sound okay. instead. Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, roll me a perception check. 18. It takes you a second because you're looking for the source of the sound and you don't see anything. But then you realize that just just like behind you, and it's only if you like turn your head, because uh, if you turn your whole body, you can't see it. But if you turn your head, there's like a like a blot, like a like a shadow, like on the air just behind you. Mm. Frankie's seen a lot of stuff. So <laughs> this doesn't surprise him. But I guess he's just wanting to figure out what it is, so he's just going to move towards it. Okay, as you move, it moves with you. Like <gasps> as you like turn, as you turn, it stays behind you, and then as you move, Ew. it stays about five feet behind you. Okay, so run with this for a little bit, Frankie. <laughs> it's it's getting bigger. So he's going to just like try and like, hack it. It just. It Suddenly. always stays behind you, and it's getting bigger. He's, he's, and it's getting bigger. He's, he's doing that. And oh. it's getting bigger. Okay, okay. So Frankie's just turning in a circle in the middle. Like, like yeah, a, like and a, this, <laughs> and yeah. this like, yeah. random flat blot is just like getting bigger and darker behind him. And so it's just like behind him? Yeah. So if he just went like, yeah. could, could he feel something? It doesn't or? feel like anything. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, no. Oh no. Oh, Frankie, no. make a deck save. Uh, Someone didn't come alone back from the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Frankie, uh, 
is going to also, I'm just you know saying it now, uh, use his flash of genius, uh, which means I could add intelligence modifier to saves. Cool, yeah, please he's do. Gonna, he's going to give himself nice. uh, some advice. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Remember, think fast. Uh, stay on your toes. Wear clean underwear. Um, <laughs> nice. So that is 14 in total. Cool. Frankie, because uh, you have your flash of genius, you remember both when you exited the plane and then when you exited the other place that you were, you hit the air and it shattered like glass for you to travel through. And as you can see this big shadow, you suddenly remember what you were doing right before you came back from the other place and what was right in front of you. And you kind of look at the size of the blot as it's gotten big and you're like, oh, I know what this is. (gasps) And there's the sound of a colossal pane of glass shattering as the enormous hulking dreadnought bursts into existence behind you and you just barely tuck and roll out of the way. The enormous, huge, warped lobster is far (laughs) too big for the space that's being allowed by the arena and by the chains. It launches across the space, just so happens to be launching toward Bobby, crashes into him, and like drags him across the sand. Perception checks everybody. What the hell? Oh my gosh. Sushimi. 22 for Karen. Seven for Frankie. 14 for Ada. 13. Uh, Karen. Yeah. You hear like a pling, 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 (laughs) as you realize that the chain cage above you is snapping. They're unable to like contain the bulk that (laughs) this big weird whale lobster thing has bought with it and it is snapping and pinging off in every direction you are no longer uh roofed in and there's now a way out oh fantastic we're gonna pause we're gonna pause initiative now so we're going back into adventuring (laughs) because bobby's now you can turn back he is now pinned against the wall by this big like weird whale thing that's starting to like collapse into its own weight uh, if anyone wants to know what's happening there, roll an intelligence check. Yes, Ooh, yeah. please. But good luck to me. Uh, Frankie, you can have advantage. Uh, Ida got a 14. Karen got a 9. Frankie got a not natural 20. Flynn got a 4. Yeah, none of you guys know what's happening. <laughs> Frankie, you know that this creature uh, existed in a place without gravity. Uh, and now that it is in a plane which contains gravity, it's being crushed by its own weight. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie's just like, gravity! <laughs> <laughs> So the Dreadnought is crashed through the cage and the cage's lid has kind of crumpled apart so we can get out through the top. It's made of chain, yeah. So yeah. like the, the chains have snapped okay. uh, and you can get out through the top and the and I'll, I'll just let you know because it's still happening. Mm. It was going so fast. It like dragged itself across the sand, like picked up Bobby, crashed into the wall and mm. then further on into the stands. Mm. And it's just... Like as it moves, it's just collapsing all the infrastructure of this place oh as people God. are like screaming and, and running in every direction. And the inside of this like arena area, this underground arena, is severely damaged. I have a question for you. Sure. Where's Marvelous? Rob me obsession, Jack. <laughs> I'm going to get him. Kill him. Twenty three. Nice. Um, so you your face turns up looks towards the like big you know ostentatious chair that he was sitting in uh he is 
not there, mm. but you're able to catch his like purple velvet coat uh, in the crowd, uh, and he is exiting uh, out of a nearby door. There's like doors all around the circle. People can come in from every direction. Karen just yells, follow me! And she's going to start sprinting towards that door. Okay, cool. That is um, a great idea. <laughs> so everybody roll me athletics check to climb out of the arena. A 24. Nice, and it's a natural 20, right? Yep, also a 24, but not tr- not a natural 20. Natural one. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Uh, question. Yeah. I don't know if this can apply, but I can use Flash of Genius for four times because that's my intelligence modifier. Okay. It says it's for a save. Would that? This is a chick. Okay, never mind. My advice won't help. <laughs> You're on your own, Nacky. What, what did you roll there? Uh, 17. Okay. You guys are all like r- running together uh, towards, and you're kind of using the snap chain as like a ladder to get yourself out. Mm-hmm. Idafa, you grab like a different piece of chain and you are shocked. Uh, take two lightning damage oh. as you realize that like before this whole thing was ripped apart, this chain was probably electrified. Oh God. Um, <laughs> can I? I'm glad none of us went for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, because I'm like, I'm stumbling, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Can I? use wild shape absolutely we're not in initiative right now okay sweet so if i because they they touched the chain right yeah and the, the part that they climbed up was fine you just happened to reach a different part and like climb a non-connected bit and it just shocked you sweet okay so in my mind what i want to do is do wild shape to be a cat i want to go to the area that they climbed up okay <laughs> and should be safe now you have two wild shapes per day right Yes. And you haven't rested since you used it to be a spider when you were breaking in here. Oh, I have So just so you know, this is your last one for the day. That's okay. Cool. And do you <laughs> climb up the chain or do you just grab onto someone's clothing? Frankie would be trying to... Frankie would freak out because he doesn't know yet. Yeah, no. Frankie's like, like I'll turn to help Ido. And there's like a scared little grey kitty like jumps up onto your shoulder and, and do you <laughs> nuzzle him or do you like meow at him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm almost 100% sure that Idafa's trying to be nice, but also his claws are out because he's quite yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Ow! Yeah. Do I need to roll anything for that or you'll be... No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so it does take Frankie a few extra seconds because he stopped to help the kitty cat. Uh, but you guys are up and into the standing parts of the arena and all around you there are some weird noises happening and the, oh. like, like the earth ceiling is coming down a little bit shakes <laughs> and then kind of like collapses a little bit mm. and there's like pipes bursting mm. and people are running in every direction like disappearing through all these doors guys i'm not an architect but we need to get out of here but yeah this is bad news karen is still sprinting towards the door that um she saw marvelous disappear out <laughs> of okay uh karen uh you hear bobby scream uh, and you do turn and look back and you notice that in the body of the dreadnought uh, you turn back and Bobby claws its way through the skin uh, <laughs> rather than trying to push the weight of the body out of the way it's simply dug all the way through the dreadnought and mm. out the other side mm. and it meets eyes with you and it begins to run after you oh my god Just like that, they're gone. Or they will be, once Bobby catches up with them. Marvelous here, Crime Lord, and future Emperor of Ymirsa. Mark my words. 
I'm here to tell you my secret to being a great businessman. I don't let my dreams be dreams. Some people dream of success. I'd advise you get up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. Just do it! Okay, thanks for listening to the show. Bye.